The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners and on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. And on today's show, we've got part two of my conversation with Tyler McComas and Parker Thune from 1400 in Norman and 94.7, the ref in Oklahoma City. Make sure you tune in for that. If you didn't hear yesterday's episode, make sure you go back and listen to that. So here it is, part two of the Oklahoma Sooners 2021 season preview with Parker Thune and Tyler McComas. And I got to say, I'm pretty proud. We've made it 25 minutes into the show, and we haven't talked a bit about Spencer Rattler yet. The Heisman Trophy frontrunner the presumed number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The expectations were incredibly high for him in his first year as a starter last year, had some early struggles, overcame them, had a really, really good year. I think if he would have been compared to quarterbacks in any other program, I think most people would be really satisfied for the year that he put together. But coming into the starting role following Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, you know, people left 2020 a little bit disappointed with his production. Tyler, how are you feeling about Spencer Rattler? I know, I think everybody's excited to see him take that next step. Do you feel like he's able to live up the expectations in 2021? I mean, absolutely. And I've always, I guess I've never really understood the frustration from last right. year because you've got to realize the situation that he's in. I mean, I look, the, the expectations at that position are always going to be high, especially based on the three guys that came before him. But let's take a look at Spencer Rattler's offensive line early in the year. Not, not that great. They struggled to find continuity. There were some issues up front. Uh, the wide receiver core dropped all these touchdown passes last year, led the country in that. Uh, didn't get his best running back back until midway part of the season. He had Austin Stogner. Austin Stogner was, his, you know, one of the best receivers on this team. And then he gets taken out in the Kansas game. So did he have the first year of his career that Baker, Kyler, Jalen did? No, but those three guys also had better situations around him than Spencer Rattler did. So that's going to change this year. I think Rattler's offensive line is going to be better. I think his wide receiver core is going to be a lot better than last year. And the overall running back depth is probably going to be better than a year ago. So I think that we are going to see a quarterback really thrive in that situation. I mean, he was great. After, after getting benched in the Texas game, I'm not going to tell you that he was flawless, but he was really good. Um, the turnover numbers went way down. He played really efficient, really good football uh, after, that, after that multiple overtime win against Texas. So as good as the end of the year product was, I expect it to be even better this year with the surrounding cast. It's, it's probably going to be really good this year. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You look at his situation, especially just that wide receiver. Your, your leading receiver is a true freshman. Now, Marvin Mims is fantastic, but you didn't have a complete offseason to get these guys in sync. 
and yet they were really, really good. Your guy, Charleston Rambo, who was expected to kind of take the lead as the veteran of the wide receiver core, he had a bit of a disappointing season. So yeah, who, who is Spencer Rattler coming in as a first-year starter? Who's he able to rely on in that offense? And yet he's figuring it out on the fly and playing really, really well with an abbreviated spring and a lot of virtual meetings and a weird fall camp too, that was abnormal to the typical fall camp. And so coming into 2021, I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes because he's had a full spring with Lincoln Riley, with his wide receiver core, with his offensive line. He's had a full fall camp by the time that we get to Tulane and really the sky's the limit for him. Parker, how are you feeling about Spencer Rattler heading into Tulane? Well, I'll tell you what, I think the group of receivers that he is working with in 2021 might be the best in the history of this program, top to bottom. I mean, you talk about Mario Williams, a guy that is probably starting for every other program in America and is fifth on OU's depth chart right now. That's how deep they are. And one name that I don't think has been mentioned at all in this camp, but a guy that you could see a lot of out there wide receiver is Trayvon West, who returned to the team after spending some time in the transfer portal uh, over the spring and summer and has been outstanding in camp per all Intel. So I think the depth and the multitude of weapons that he has, not just at wide receiver, but at H back and even at running back out of the backfield is so conducive to a ridiculous degree of success for Rattler here in 2021. I said it today and I want to reiterate it. I don't think you're going to see Spencer Rattler post eye popping statistics in 2021. And the reason why is quite simply because they're going to win so many games by so many points that there will be third quarters that Spencer Rattler doesn't play in. He will be riding the bench by halftime on multiple occasions. You can count on that because that's how good Oklahoma is, not just on offense, but on defense. And I think that's the ultimate testament to a team's overall prowess, right? You go back to 2018 when that pretty much cost to a tongue of a low of the Heisman Trophy was the fact that he was on the bench in the second half for the vast majority of games that Alabama played. And I think you're going to see Spencer Rattler in the same boat. And I think that's only a good thing for the success in the direction of Oklahoma as a whole, as you look at this season, if Spencer Rattler throws for 4,500 yards and 50 touchdowns, great. But I, I also think if he throws for 3,500 yards and 35 touchdowns, that's also fine because that means that Oklahoma is winning a lot of games by a lot of points. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contests. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. If you put in $100, Bet online will give you $100. You put in $500, bet online will give you $500. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25. This is for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Go to bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Make sure you use promo code Locked On when signing up to get that 100% welcome bonus. Go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Last year, we saw Woody Washington. We saw Nick Bonito kind of really break onto the scene. I mean, Nick Bonito was pretty good a couple of years ago, but he only had three and a half sacks. Last year, he, Isaiah Thomas, Woody Washington, they all really kind of stormed onto the scene for the Oklahoma Sooners. Who's a guy, Parker, that you think could have a similar type of season in 2021? Somebody that maybe we aren't thinking about. We think maybe they're going to be pretty good, but then they take that leap into stardom in 2021. I tell you what, I want to throw two guys out there. One of them is a very, very easy choice, and that's Perrion Winfrey. And granted, you see his name thrown out a lot on social media just because of how big, how ripped he is. And he's not an unpopular pick as a guy that could explode onto the scene. But I think people forget just how limited of an impact he actually had last year. And it was honestly kind of surprising because you bring in a guy with that physique and that much talent, uh, you would expect him to have more than half a sack, which is what he had a year ago. And I get that he's playing the nose tackle position, but Perrion Winfrey is a guy that can get after the quarterback. And uh, I think he's going to eat in 2021. And that's not to take away from Nick Benito or Isaiah Thomas or Jalen Redmond or all those guys that can get after the quarterback. But Perrion Winfrey is going to get his from that nose tackle position. And you talk about an Oklahoma run defense that ranked ninth in the country last year. He's going to be the anchor for that unit. And the other guy uh, whose name I will throw out is Caleb Kelly in his sixth season at Oklahoma. And by all accounts, from what we're hearing through camp, is a guy that just embraces every single role that's thrown at him and goes out and plays good, consistent, high-end football. And so I think even with the amount of talent that exists right now in the Sooners linebacker room, whether that's at Rush or on the weak side or at the middle, I think you're going to see Caleb Kelly find some way to get significant snaps in this defense. And I think you'll see him make the most of it. This is a guy that lest we forget, was a five-star recruit in the class of 2016. In fact, is the most recent five-star recruit on the defensive side of the football for Oklahoma. So in that regard, he was really the black sheep coming to Oklahoma to play for Mike Stoops' defense. And unfortunately, he's had his career sidetracked by a series of injuries, stuff that has been completely out of his control. But if you talk to the guy, if you experience him, he is one of the most high-class, high-character individuals you will ever come across, and he's one of those people that you can't help but wish success upon. And I think you're going to see him finally come for what's his in 2021 because this really is his defense in terms of leadership. This is his year to be the leader that he expected to be in 2019 and then 2020 before those injuries hit. So this, this is his last go-round one way or the other, and if there's one guy – that I would count on to make the most of a last go round like this. It's Caleb Kelly. Tyler, same question for you, man. Who's the guy that you think is going to just burst onto the scene and, and become a star for Oklahoma in 2021? Yeah. Well, first I think that there's, it's a good thing for OU, but there's so much opportunity to do that this season because they've got so much depth and they're going to rotate in so many guys. So starting 11 that we see the first series of the game against Tulane that's, I mean, get used to those names, sure, but there's going to be a whole, whole list of other guys that get in there and get their opportunity as well. There's been a ton of competition in the secondary this year. And one guy that I really like, we know the name, is, is Key Lawrence. Um, he and Pat Fields are kind of going back and forth for that other safety spot next to DTY right now. I think they're probably going to rotate quite a bit early on in the year. I think Key Lawrence is going to take that spot. Now, the coaching staff trusts Pat Fields. 
But the better player, I think, is going to be Key Lawrence. He's going to emerge as the better player. He's he's physical. Um, he oh, seems like he's around the football when he needs to be. I, I think that he's going to be a really big addition for this football team. Maybe Pat Fields gets to start in game one, but I think when we're talking about big games in November, I think Key Lawrence is the guy that they're probably going to be going to. Uh, other guy I'll say is uh, Billy Bowman at nickel. Um, all reports say that this dude's fast, man. This dude's fast. He's all over the place. And I think that the size and the physicality that they've been wanting at those positions um, is there, man. I just, from a physical aspect, this defense looks totally different. They, they would have killed for a parry on Winfrey three, four years ago. I mean, he is a first guy off the bus type of dude. And Perry on Winfrey is certainly the scariest guy that they have on the D-line. But he's not the only big dude that they have up front. So this defense just looks physically just better. They've got size. They've got speed. they got it all. But two guys for a breakout year. Uh, give, give me Billy Bowman one, but I think Key Lawrence, the Tennessee transfer, is going to be big as well. Now, COVID was a big issue last year, and we had a couple guys opt out, big key players. We already talked about Kennedy Brooks. The other one was Jalen Redmond, who had six and a half sacks two years ago. Who's the guy, Tyler, that you're most looking forward to see come back after his opt-out year? Yeah, I, I would probably predict a bigger season from Jalen Redmond, but I'm more interested to see Kennedy Brooks back because, you know, what I saw in the spring game, you know, didn't necessarily say, all right, well, he's, he's ready to have another 1,000-yard-plus season. I think he's got that opportunity, but at least in the spring game, which is a while back, it was kind of like, all right, well, maybe it's going to take some time for him to get his feet underneath him. And Lincoln Riley himself kind of – you know, had some interesting comments in the spring about Kennedy Brooks, kind of almost seemingly calling out his 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 work ethic. And, and maybe that got Kennedy rolling, and maybe he's a totally different player than what he was back in the spring. But I am fascinated to see what Kennedy Brooks looks like after a year off of football. Man, I, I, I fully expect him to be the number two back, but is he the same dude that he was in 2019? Um, that's That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, a year off can go one of two ways, right? It can refresh you. It can help you get better, get stronger in certain ways. Or you could take a step back if you're not putting in the work during that time off. What about you, uh, Parker? Uh, no, I, I concur with Tyler. Um, I am much more excited to see Kennedy Brooks back on the field. And that's not to take anything away from Jalen Redmond, but we know what Jalen Redmond's ceiling is because we saw it in 2019, right? I don't know that Kennedy Brooks has hit his ceiling. And you can mark this down, bold it, underline it, whatever you want. I think Kennedy Brooks is going to rush for a thousand yards again. And I think this Oklahoma offense is so perfectly tailored to a two back system. And I think Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray's skill sets are so perfectly tailored to one another that you're going to see what you've seen repeatedly in years past, which is two distinctly different running backs, each producing at an elite level for an elite offense. And we need to give Kennedy Brooks his due. This is a guy that as a redshirt freshman rushed for a thousand yards and in his redshirt sophomore season, followed that up with another thousand yard season. And he did that in a backfield that included Rodney Anderson in his first year. Granted Anderson did go down with the injury and that was part of the reason for Brooks's increase in workload, but he also had Trey Sermon in the mix there as well. And Ramondre Stevenson in 2019. So there were some pretty talented backs that Kennedy Brooks was going up against for playing time in this Oklahoma backfield and he outpaced them. And obviously you take a year off of football, you're not going to be quite the same right off the bat. And 
that's, I think, was a fair expectation that Kennedy Brooks was going to be shaking off some rust throughout spring practices. But I'm fully confident that that dude will have all of the rust shaken off by week one. And you will see exactly the same running back that you saw dominate the Big 12 in 2018 and 2019. I think you see him rush for a thousand plus yards for a third season. Yeah, I'm loving this segment right now. This is the Kennedy Brooks segment, and uh, he's he's probably my favorite player because, like we talked about, he's just a guy that is so subtle in his ability to get downfield. And, I mean, you, you look at him, he's at the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden he's 10 yards downfield, and you're like, he didn't really do anything. He just <laughs> – he just like he he made a couple subtle moves, you know, to find some space because he's just a subtle instinctive runner. You know, he uses his blocks really, really well. He but all of a sudden he's just there and or, you know, in these 20, 30 yards downfield. And the defense is probably wondering the same thing. Like, where'd he go? He was just right there. He barely moved. And now he's way beyond us. So, yeah, he's the guy I'm most excited to watch. I, I think um, a year off is going to do him some good. You know, the running backs, they take a ton of pounding. Uh, that's why you don't see him last super long in the NFL anymore. And so maybe that, that year off gets him refreshed and re-energized and ready to go. I, I know it's, it's probably hard to sit there and watch your guys go to battle every week and, and not be able to get out there with them. Or I say not be able to, he chose not to, but to not, to not get out there with them, you know, and, and I'm sure that that's got him amped and eager to go ready to uh, lace them up in a couple of weeks. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes great and it is great for you. They've got great flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and they have limited time flavors coming out all the time. Did you love the coconut brownie chunk like I did? Well, you got to stay tuned for when that pops back up by going to builtbar.com. You got 17 or 18 grams of protein, only four or five net carbs, four or five grams of sugar, and anywhere from 130 to 180 calories. It's a great protein bar for meal replacement or to get fuel for your workout. So make sure you go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at builtbar.com. Dot com. All right. So let's do some rapid fire real quick. All right. First of all, Spencer Rattler, does he win the Heisman trophy? Parker. I'm going to say no, I don't think he does. I think he's a finalist. I don't think he wins it. And I'm going to be honest. This is more just me talking from the standpoint of experience, because it seems like every single year there is an odds-on preseason favorite for the Heisman Trophy, one guy that you say, oh, he's absolutely going to take home the crown. And it never happens. Whether it's Christian McCaffrey or Tua Tungvaloa or Trevor Lawrence, it never seems to happen. And so here's the thing. I think Oklahoma is going to win a national championship. I think Spencer Rattler is going to win a national championship. And that might come at the expense of the Heisman Trophy because, as I said, I think Oklahoma is going to be up big in so many games that Spencer Rattler is going to lose a ton of production that – he would otherwise glean in an offense or I, I suppose rather a team with a defense that isn't as high quality as this Oklahoma unit will be in 2021. So I'm going to say no to the Heisman. I say yes to the national championship. All right. Well, you jumped the gun on my national championship question. All right, Tyler, same <laughs> question for you, man. Do you think, and you can, you can answer both questions. Go for it. Yeah. I, I don't think Rattler wins the, the Heisman trophy this year for the reasons that Parker listed, but also because marquee games, Right. And, and we know Iowa State's going to be a good football team, at least we think when that game rolls around in November. Right. Who's to say that Iowa State isn't going to lose to Iowa for the 37th consecutive year. Right. And by the time Iowa State comes to Norman, 
they're the 16th or 17th best team in the country. I wouldn't expect that. I think Iowa State's going to be a really good team. I think that that's going to be a pretty big-time matchup. But outside of that, where's Rattler's Heisman moment going to be? Because seemingly, when you are the favorite going into the year, they almost look for any and every reason not to have you uh, as, as not only the preseason favorite, but to win the award at the end of the year as well. So he's going to have to be head and shoulders way better than uh, everyone else this year in the sport. Um, I think he'll be great. I think he'll be a finalist. I think he might be the best player in college football this year. But the best player in college football doesn't always win the award. That's just how it works. And I think that might be the case for Spencer Rattler this year. Yeah, and I think last year kind of set the stage for somebody other than a quarterback winning the award. And we're going to have several guys like a Brees Hall and a Bijan Robinson just in the Big 12 alone that are going to threaten for the Heisman as well. I mean, you got freshman quarterbacks at other places. You got a JT Daniels at Georgia. So there's going to be a lot of competition for it. And there's going to be a lot of really interesting things to happen there. And Spencer Rattler is going to have to – I think he's going to have to do more – than what people expect in order to keep himself in the lead for the Heisman. I think everybody's, like you said, everybody's going to kind of look for a reason to, to not give it to him because there's been so much hype now for two years, basically that if, um, you know, Spencer Rattler doesn't do everything that is expected of him, then they'll, or more then they'll be like, ah, we'll just give it to DJ down in Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, so aside from Iowa state, because they're the team that most people think is going to be the, the biggest threat to the Oklahoma Sooners seventh straight big 12 title Tyler, who's the other team that you think will be the biggest threat to Oklahoma? I guess I got to pump up my dark horse here. I, I like TCU a lot. I think they're going to finish third in the league this year. They, they've got talent defensively, man. Gary Patterson's going to have a good defense this year. No surprise at all, but here we go with Mac Duggan. feels like he's been at TCU forever. Right. Um, and he hasn't progressed into the passer that maybe they hoped in his first couple of years as a starter, man, he can run the football. He is a tough, he's a gritty kid. And he knows how to beat the University of Texas, by the way. And if he can take that next step as a passer, because he's got skilled guys around him, man. If he can take that next step as a passer, I think TCU's got a chance to be a really special football team this year. They got to be a lot better up front on the offensive line. But if Duggan can improve, that O-line can get better. Um, that's a home game for OU. I understand that. But uh, I think TCU's got a real chance to push for a 9-3, 10-2 type of season this year. What about you, Parker? I tell you what, I'm 100% with you on TCU, Tyler. I think that team is poised to surprise, to surprise some people. I also think another team that could surprise some people is Texas Tech. I really like what they've got going, especially with their transfer quarterback, Tyler Shuck, at the helm of that offense heading into the 2021 season. I can see the Red Raiders coming away with eight or nine wins if things break just so. However, I don't see them beating Oklahoma. If it were a Jones AT&T Stadium, maybe that's a different conversation, but they've got to come to Norman. I tell you what, the one team that I'll pinpoint simply because they seem to have Oklahoma's number as of late is Kansas State. Because, listen, Oklahoma's got to go back up to Manhattan. And Lincoln Riley, for all he's done in his first four years as head coach at Oklahoma, he has not beaten Chris Kleiman. He's 0-2. For whatever reason, Kansas State just has Oklahoma's number these last couple of years. And so if OU can snap the funk against the Wildcats, great. But here's the thing. You head into a hostile road environment, with that narrative swirling around you, oh, you're 0-2, you're 0-2, you've lost the last two years against a team that you were heavily favored against. Then you start to get into the, the mind games, the mental portion of the game. 
uh, potentially being a weakness for you. And is that to say that's going to happen for Oklahoma? No, but I think it's certainly fair to acknowledge that that potential is on the table. And so do you think that they're going to be able to knock off Chris Kleiman, the, the Lincoln Riley killer this year, Parker? I, I do. I mean, if you're asking me who's going to win that game, I'll take Oklahoma. But I think if there is, you know, we, we talk about that trap game quite often, right? And it's become pretty clear that if the last two years are any indication, that trap game is going to be Kansas State this year for Oklahoma. All right. Now, Tyler, who is the best player in the Big 12 not named Spencer Rattler? How about a defensive guy? How about Mike Rose at Iowa State? Um, he's already got a ton of accolades. He's going to be your front runner for a defensive POI in the Big 12 this year. Um, I think he's I think he's solid, man. I mean, he he just is your typical – not your typical Iowa State linebacker because it's not like they've had a ton of great linebackers <laughs> in the past, but what they envision their linebacker play being, that's what Mike Rose is, right. so – I know we tend to go offensive guys, but this is a defensive league now, man. I mean, golly, this league can really play defense now. So I'll go, I'll go with him. They got tired of hearing all the noise about Big 12 can't play defense. So all of a sudden they decided to start playing defense. What about you, Parker? Man, there's a good case for a lot of defensive guys across the conference, whether that's Colby Harville Peel at Oklahoma State, whether that's Rose, whether that's Will McDonald, also up at Iowa State, who led the NCAA in sacks a year ago. But I think I'm going to go with the guy who led the NCAA in rushing yards last year in Brees Hall, the guy that almost was a Sooner, but ended up a Cyclone instead. And it's become abundantly clear over this guy's first two years at the collegiate level that he is something special and maybe pound for pound the best football player that Iowa State's ever had. And given what he was able to accomplish last year as a sophomore, I think heading into a season where you have – the luxury and the benefit of having had a reasonably normal off season, a reasonably normal spring camp and fall camp heading into the season. I don't think it's out of the question that you could see Brees Hall approach the 2000 yard mark. He's that good. Yeah. Well, listeners of the show here are going to, are going to expect me to go on this big, nice Brees Hall praise tirade because I love the guy, man. Just, just the way he runs, he runs so physical, but also with such beauty to him. Sorry, did that get a little weird? I might have got no, no, I'm with you now. Uh, but yeah, he just, I mean, he run, he plays running back like running back was meant to be played. I feel like, and I mean, he, he just does everything that you want a running back to do. And I don't want to compare him to any Oklahoma legends, but you know, he just does a lot of the similar things uh, where he's able to break tackles and get downfield and make big plays. And so, yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I think there's a, a whole host of guys. It's a talented league, and it's kind of weird that we're talking about this this very talented league with a lot of talented players, and Oklahoma is not going to be a part of it for much longer, which is odd to say. But, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a great, great episode. I've enjoyed just chatting it up with both you guys. Tyler, it's been a blast catching up with you. It's been way too long since we had you on. Uh, hopefully we can get to do it again this year, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah. And Parker, man, thanks again for jumping on. It's always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure to be on here. Take care and we'll do this again soon. All right. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. You're following the show on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams. And until next time, Boomer Sooner. Cool. That's it.
Um, I'm probably going to turn it into two episodes because we went a, a, a good amount of time. I, I don't want to force it all into one, but appreciate your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will, uh, I will certainly talk to you next Monday. If yes. Yeah, man. I'm excited about that. I was telling yeah, Tyler that, that I'm a big fan of Steely too, from when he was over at the franchise. So I used to listen to him every morning coming home from work. Um, yeah. Steely's a good dude. Yeah. He, that, that's exactly what Tyler said. I, I was like, I mean, he seems like he is on the radio and you never know what guys are like, but I feel like generally if they're a good dude on the radio, there's a good chance they're a good dude in person too. So yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I do appreciate it. It's, it, you know, it's, you know, like we were talking about a few weeks ago, it's, it's always, it's weird to kind of see where this is all headed and later in life, but it's still it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. No and congrats, man. Congrats on the job. That's, that's exciting yeah, thank for you. you bro. It kind of came out of the blue. It all happened really fast, but I was excited to jump on and we're going to have some fun. So yeah. Well, I've always thought you had a perfect voice for broadcasting. So you're going to do great, bro. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, all man. Right. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you get some sleep. Make yeah. that happen. Well, I'll right? be up again at three o'clock tomorrow morning. So Holy that's just my, gracious. that's my, my new routine now, since I took over Sooners wires, I got to get up. I got to, I got to write and produce, you know, four to five pieces and then get on, you know, sometimes I'm having to record this show um, at the same, you know, like in the morning before I go off to my day job, but it's all good stuff. It's, you know, you have to make sacrifices if you want to make it in this business. And yeah, right man. now these are the sacrifices I've got to make and hopefully not forever, but for right now. So yeah, believe me, been there kind of, yeah. and am still there to a certain yeah. extent, but yeah. yeah, keep grinding, man. All right, man. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right. See all right. ya. Bye.